Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I am your host, Adam Meredith, a.k.a. your favorite light-skinned celebrity's generic version. How's everybody doing? Hope you're having a fantastic day. I have a great show in store for you, but before I get to my guest, I have to ask you, please, 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 guys, do me a favor. If you are getting value out of the show, which I know a lot of you are, if you're, th- if you're thinking about things in a different perspective, if you're just, you know, if it's maybe challenging you or you just laugh, anything, man, just, just do me a favor, help us grow this thing, tell a friend. Every time you share the show, it just helps us grow, and uh, we just, you know, help help just one more person gain a new perspective so um you can also leave a rating and review on apple Podcasts. that really helps and then you may not be subscribed so you might be listening and you might not be subscribed um go ahead and hit that subscribe button all of these things help us grow and um, i can't do it without you so i appreciate all of you listening you guys are the shit and uh all right let's get to our guest today i'm sitting down with two people actually i have Repeat guest, Ryan Hansen, and then Reed Webster. So quick little backstory, and we'll discuss this on the show, but Ryan is a former you know, fitness industry professional. Um, he owned his own gym. He uh, was an elite athlete with first form. He decided to walk away from all of the fitness industry and reinvent himself. At, he, he's now in the culinary scene, so um, which is where he met. Reed, which is uh, who is also a chef, and they moved here to St. Louis because if you go back to the last episode I had with Ryan, we talked about how he was moving back to New York. Uh, Reed is actually from the West Coast, and together they have decided to move to St. Louis here, and you know, amongst all the chaos going on in the world, and you know, just try to attack this culinary scene here in St. Louis. They have a company called Full Tank Empty Stomach. Basically, in a nutshell, it seems like, man, these guys are cruising around their motorcycles, they're making good food, they're getting tattoos, they're just having a good time and and trying to build something along the way. So it was really cool to catch back up with Ryan. It was fantastic to meet Reed. These guys are very interesting, and I really like what they're doing uh here in here in the city man it's it's a it's a hidden gym here in st louis we have a really good culinary scene and i'm excited to see you know what these guys have in store for the st louis scene so without any further ado let's gain some perspective with the full tank empty stomach guys we have reed webster and ryan hansen Sinks the sound and audio. Really? Yeah. Is that why people do that? Yeah. Like with the. Yep. Yeah, because what? Oh shit. Because what we'll do is, I'll take this audio and I'll I'll put it to that video and I'll like I'll pull the audio off of that video and like get rid of it. So, oh, so the clap gives you like a yeah a starting point. Yeah, like a marker. Huh. Interesting. Tricks of the trade. Yeah. Tricks of the. <laughs> I mon- thought it was just more like okay, we're ready. Like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Time to do work. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too. <laughs> Fucking focus. So because I have two people on, oftentimes, like, um, you know, we'll just start talking. But I'll let you guys introduce yourself so that way people can put the voice with the the voice with the name so they know Mm -hmm. who's who's saying what. Okay. Go. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm Reed Webster. Um, 
been a chef or a cook for about eight years now. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so in the restaurant industry for a while. I uh, teamed up with this guy over here, Ryan Hansen. Um, What's up? From Seattle. Uh, just moved here to St. Louis to start this little business during Corona because I wasn't doing shit. Yeah. So Making it happen. Here I am. Mm. Read. Reed Webster, and then I'm I'm Ryan Hansen. Uh, before Ryan Hansen, is that your nickname? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they used to call me that. Don't blow him up. They dude, for sure did. They, did. they did. They for sure did. They for sure did. Hansen, Hansen. He doesn't need that. <laughs> he, already, he already knows. He already knows. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's go. Um, so before meeting Reed, I met Reed in culinary school back in January. Uh, I kind of started a second chapter, as I like to call it. I was a gym owner and personal trainer for 10 years. I left that industry and then got into the food culinary side of things, started cooking, met him. Corona happened, school shut down. We ended up back in St. Louis where I still had my loft coming from New York. And then uh, now we're doing a private chefing and meal prepping business and um, working in a couple restaurants and uh, things have been good. We've been here about three months now yeah yeah and the the business is called full tank empty stomach for our love of food and motorcycles um and yeah that's dope yeah so what what was it like in new york during during all the fucking it was like a war zone so he left so we both were in culinary school about an hour outside the city in poughkeepsie so like more like the suburbs okay and then um, he went back to Seattle when school yeah. shut down. Cause we didn't know idea what was going on. Well, it was kind of weird because, like, we heard little things about, like, this coronavirus, uh, you know, and people were making jokes about it. And then Ryan was like, you know, I this place is going to shut down in three weeks. So, like, yeah. My words. yeah. The, the <laughs> reason I knew, because I, f- I think I got it back in March, and I felt really sick, and I went to the nurse's office. This is, like, <laughs> beginning of March or mid-March. Okay. I went to the nurse's office, and there was, like, nine people waiting and they were all like passed out on the ground, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna yeah. be a problem." Oh, and he shit. like awful, dude. I, 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 yeah, I looked sick, yeah. and then that I think it was like the next day they yeah. announced that they were shutting down the school for mm-hmm. two weeks. Okay. So they sent everybody home, and everybody went back to where they were, and then it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. So I was back in Brooklyn uh, with my family and walking around New York City, dude. It was like a war zone. Really? It was like a war zone. It was something I've never seen. I mean, New York City's full of energy, full of life. Right. Everything was shut down. I went to Times Square. There was literally not a single person there in the middle of the day on yeah. a you know, Wednesday afternoon. People in full gas masks. Yeah. Uh, everybody avoiding each other. I'd walk down the street. People would like cross or even go into the street like on the sidewalk. They'd leap into the street to not make any co- contact with people. Um, and that was just the beginning. So everybody, I mean, it was, we were unsure. We everybody was, was scared. Yeah, everybody was scared. It was f- yeah. straight chaos. That's um, mad, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was ground zero. I mean, everybody in New York was like where yeah. it got really hot. Yeah. yeah. Well, in Seattle was first. When I moved back to Seattle from New York, they were the current hot spot. Seattle? Remember that. Seattle was yeah. big, yeah. Yeah, um, Seattle was one of the first yeah. first places to sort of blow up and have a huge outbreak. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I live out in, like, rural Gig Harbor there. Okay. Uh, it's like a small town. I don't. I didn't really live in yeah. Seattle, uh, so I mean, it was the same. I just rode my motorcycle every day. Really, just kind of chill. Yeah. My my yeah. social distance activity. <laughs> I went to Spokane for uh, I was doing some work 
um, I guess St. Patrick's Day. When is that? Is that March? St. Yeah. Patrick's mm-hmm, Day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody was like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Like nobody really came out to that. But surprisingly, actually, a number of people did come out and get drunk. It was actually mm-hmm. kind of crazy. But I do remember <laughs> like the big talk was, oh, man, like it's a fucking hotbed across yeah. the state in Seattle. And mm-hmm. it was just, yeah, a lot of people were scared during that time. Yeah. But you never know what to fucking believe. Right. Well, that's the thing. You know There's what I'm so saying? much information out there. You know, yeah. you can find whatever you want to uh, support your own support your own yeah. yeah 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 well that's why i was wondering what it looked like in like new york because i feel like the news maybe probably made it look scarier than it was yeah. but i don't know how scary it really was yeah it, it wasn't that it was scary it just you could tell yeah people were like it's probably more on eerie. guard yeah yeah, yeah it was kind of spooky to a be lot of people in a, in a condensed area yeah you got eight million people on a three mile radius island it's crazy that's wild. That's yeah. crazy. I read an article saying like New York might not ever recover. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'd like to think that it would, but it's, it's going to take, take a while. Time, it's yeah. going to take a while. Yeah. I mean, what? everything, the businesses. New York was already kind of on a, a weird situation because of everything and with the the rent being high and people being pushed out of the city. And yeah. it, it just wasn't what it was back in like the golden era. Like yeah. anything, everything kind of waxes and wanes. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it will ever recover. Yeah, yeah. So then that's what kind of drove you guys to St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. so I still had the loft here. And New York, uh, St. Louis was literally the middle of the country. And um, I luckily was able to get a forbearance on my mortgage. So I was like, yeah, I think it was your idea. To well, just we... We, we joked, joked about, about it. it. <laughs> yeah, we, we <laughs> joked about it. We were like, we were yeah, let's just go down to St. Louis, you know. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden it was just like, you know, we I yeah, I couldn't get my old job back because I was with my family. And, my, you know, my parents are older, um, so I didn't want to put them at risk. And I was putting on, like, 800 miles a, a week on the motorcycle. Really? Just I had nothing to do, man. Yeah, yeah I, I put on, like. Yeah, I put on like twenty six hundred miles in a month during quarantine. Dang, bro! <laughs> that was my, you know, it's my baby. Is the only thing I and had. And all to within do. state, or were you on like all out of state? All within the state. Wow. Yeah, so I did almost all the mountain passes yeah. all within the month. That must um, have been awesome. Uh, I mean, it's beautiful, dude. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I didn't run out of road, but I <laughs> ran out of patience. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, so it started as a joke, and then like. You know, things weren't really go- like I, I was doing nothing. Well, we were in limbo you know? because yeah. the school kept saying we're going to open. We're going to open. They kept saying two weeks, then a month yeah. and then a month and a half. And we we're like, all right, wh- what's going to happen? Like, yeah. are we just going to like sit? We just kind of took it upon ourselves to be like, all right, well, we're going to make ourselves busy. Yeah. I, I mean, longest I have not had a job is like two months. Um, and so I was starting to go crazy. Yeah. Because uh, I got to have something to do. Yeah. You know, I'll lose my fucking mind. Dude, I don't have time to devil's <laughs> playground. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. 100%. True. Very yeah, true. Dude. Shit, man. Yeah. So you guys, yeah, man, I um, I like the idea of riding bikes, but I feel like, you guys ever, have you guys ever wrecked? No. I mean, I'm no, wrecked. bro. I'm fucking yeah. I'm too scared. <laughs> That's my point. That's my fucking point. You guys are like riding bikes like crazy. I'm like, dude, that sounds so fucking cool. But I'm like, damn, yeah. dude, what if I fall? I, I mean, he's fall. a pretty moderate rider. I'm uh, not crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my bike is a 750. It doesn't go anything above, I would say, 90 miles an hour, which is still fast. Yeah. Still fast. Well, I thought you fucked up. Um, <laughs> but I feel like, <laughs> real, yeah, bro. if I go down at 90, you're you're pretty much you're yeah. probably toast. Um, damn. But I've never, I've got, I went down one time. <laughs> I had uh, my ex on the back and she leaned the wrong direction on a curb and luckily on a curve and luckily we we're going like we were pulling into a parking lot so it was yeah. like it was like eight miles an hour and we just kind of like yeah. s- slowly sweeping in and then the bike just kicked out yeah so that was scary but i mean he 
I wrecked going like 40 miles an hour. Shit, yeah, bro. On gravel, right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, I didn't ride for like three days, and I was like, if I don't get back on my bike, I'm never going to get back on it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I was lucky enough. I was wearing that jacket right over there, thankfully. Um, oh, yeah. That's a smart move, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Skin's not tough enough. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was going around a corner with my buddy, uh, my best friend. We ride together. We got the same bikes um, back in Washington, and... You know, we pushed each other, and, like, I had just gotten the bike that year, and we were going around a corner at, like, 45 miles an hour. I hit a small patch of gravel. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, I low sli- slid out, so my back tire went in front of me, and I just went down hard. I I probably slid maybe, like, 40 feet, 30 feet. Really? Um, and luckily, there was no oncoming traffic. Uh, oh, so you slid into oncoming traffic? Yeah, it was <sighs> terrifying, though. And so we have the Bluetooth headsets, because me and my buddy, we talk all the time while we ride. Okay. And uh, he said he just, like, heard me say, oh, fuck, and then just heard, like, the grinding of the ground. And oh. he was like, well, my buddy's dead. Dude, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but, laughs> that fucking oh, shit moment. I wonder how, like, you think time just, like, slows down and it's just, like, oh. It, like, it happens so fast, yeah, but, but it probably lasts same, almost forever. Yeah, yeah it was terrifying, dude. Oh, dude, I'm getting scared just thinking <laughs> about it. Seriously. I, um, dude, my family and I, we, were, we went down to Florida a couple of years and we were driving. Uh, it was a couple years ago. We were driving down. And we just went across. We just got into Illinois. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was, like, 50 or 64 either way we just got on the highway just like over there by east st louis these two fucking bikes pass us well one bike passed us and then she she's like up in fr- i know i know it's a she now mm-hmm. she was like up in front of us and i'm like I, I remember thinking to myself like fuck man there's a whole bunch of potholes in this road yeah and then she fucking hit a pothole dude fucking back end came up and the next thing i know she was gone you saw it happen I saw somebody die bro oh oh craziest oh fucking shit it, ha- it all happened this is at like four in the morning yeah it like happened fuck. so fucking fast it was just like i just remember seeing like some sparks and then she was gone and I was like, holy shit. Like I woke off up. the road or what? Yeah, bro. She flew off the fucking road. It was crazy. She was probably going like, I mean, I was probably I mean, going like six, 60 or yeah, 70. So yeah. she was probably going like 80. Yeah. 80 or she 90. On the highway? On the highway. Fucking lost control Dude, of the bike. Dude, there's that road. Flying. What's that road that's near here that we went on to go to Illinois? Oh, dude, dude, it's sketchy. Okay. It's going into Illinois. What, I guess it's the same highway. Whatever, is that 70 or 50? Whatever road from here. Maybe 40. Like if you're going towards like O'Fallon. We were going to with the loading dock in like Afton. So what uh, highways? Like, like North County? On, you might have been on like I-3. Not North County. Or 360. Old North. Old North. There's a highway off of Old North. You know that area? Sort of. But, dude, there's this highway. I'm never going to ride it again. We, so I was, it was me, him, and another buddy. We yeah. were on this highway, and we didn't say it until we we got off the highway, yeah. but we all looked at each other like, never again. Yeah, it was yeah. so yeah. many potholes, so there many, like, shifts seven lanes. Road, like, dude. There was all these uh, the on-merging yeah. ramps. There was mm-hmm. trucks. There was cars. Everybody was congested. Yeah. It was awful. Well, I never knew how spoiled I was before coming out here because the Washington roads, like, I feel like Washington's a – I wouldn't say, like, new state, but it's more newly developed than, okay. like, say, St. Louis is. Yeah. Because St. Louis is, like, a very old city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Seattle's very new. So, so the, the roads, roads are, are, like, really nice. Really um, nice. So I've never had all these potholes before. And then I come <laughs> to St. Louis, and I, like, you need to relearn how to ride. Dude, when, I see people, <laughs> when I see people on, uh, on bikes in New York, I'm like, what are you doing? It's yeah. the worst place to be on. That's motor- terrifying. Even dude. in a car, I'm afraid. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, it definitely makes a difference on in the environment. Um, because if you take these bikes out, like, in Missouri rural oh, Missouri it's yeah. beautiful there's oh, nobody yeah. on the road yeah. it's mm-hmm. smooth the curves are clean 
and there's nothing like it. It is the ultimate freedom. Well, that's why I like living it's in the Cake Harbor. Freedom. I was an hour away from Mount Rainier National Park. And okay. Like an hour and a half from Olympic National Park. Yeah. And like two hours from the North Cascade. So yeah. I never ran out of good roads. You also have volcanoes and shit that kill yeah, everybody. It's kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like I just obsess over all the ways I can die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it is. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking cool though, man. Like yeah, bike riding. But is it definitely is. It cool. definitely is the the risk you take. You're on borrowed time. Like there's a saying yeah. that it's not if you go down, it's when you go down yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm luckily I, I got it out of the way and i got i got my eight mile an hour one out of the way so i'm good yeah save on gas though oh yeah crazy yeah. gas miles, right? 50 miles yeah 50, 50 miles <laughs> to the gallon. that's legit yeah that's super legit it's how like big are the tanks miles of tank uh mine's 3.8 yeah mine's like three and a half yeah. Oh, yeah. that's legit mm-hmm. so you guys are just biking it up and cooking shit huh yeah yeah man i don't that's have a car stuff. here i mean <laughs> literally i just have a motorcycle. i don't know what i'm gonna yeah. do in the winter i got my little truck i mean he said the other day he's like we're just gonna have to coordinate make it work you guys are like a couple dude we are like a married couple dude honestly we bigger like one i swear that's funny as shit. It's crazy thinking that I've only known this dude from January uh-huh. uh, because since January, basically besides the when I was in Seattle and he was in New York, we've spent every single waking moment <laughs> together. So I'm surprised <laughs> we worked together, we lived together, you know, we started work out together, together, we fucking ride together. Yeah. yeah, we met in the gym on like the first day of class at like, at like 7 a.m. Yeah, 6 or yeah, 7 6 a.m. As soon as it opened. Because it's funny, we both had like the nerves of like mm-hmm. starting something new. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym. It's like what I know. Yeah. It kind of yeah. grounds me. It's something consistent. <coughs> and it was just like me and him, I yeah. feel like, at that point. Who goes to the gym at 7 in the morning, like yeah. the first day of school? Yeah. We were both doing the compounds. Yeah. <laughs> I went up to him because he was – I I you know I judge people, unfortunately, on the way they work out. And I could tell that he knew what he was doing. Like, oh, this, this kid seems legit. So I started talking to him. And it turns out we both had the same chef. Yeah. Um, so it even was a even lot of the more, same classes. Yeah. yeah. And then the whole like West Coast, East Coast thing. And we had a lot of like similarities mm-hmm. um, and things. And then we just started hanging out. And dude, we were like, this is vibing, s- dude. We weren't, yeah, we were like <laughs> attached at the hip. Yeah. As yeah. soon as we would uh, sauna every single night after dinner, eat dinner yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's interesting, yeah, man. Sometimes plan. you meet someone, you just like them or, yeah. or yeah. you don't. I've never had yeah. a best friend like this either. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had friends, acquaintances, you know, people I know, but never like, like, like the amount of time we spend together, the the shit that we share together, it's cool. Yeah. And there's yeah. a ten year age difference too. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. How old are you? Twenty four. Twenty four. Thirty three. Young buck. Oh yeah. baby, dude. Yeah. How old are you, Adam? Thirty two. Yeah. I'll be thirty three in December. Okay. Yeah. Dang. So yeah, and uh, that's what's up. Yeah, normally like when you spend that much time with somebody, it's like when you're a kid <coughs> and you have all the free time in the world. Yeah. Like you don't have, well, you we, don't have to worry. We about We joke it about yeah. that. We feel yeah. like a bunch of kids, like yeah. skateboarding around, riding motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, we bought skateboards. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you guys just try to fuck yourself up left or right. <laughs> <laughs> I already have six stitches in bro. my finger, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I almost started skateboarding pretty recently, but then I was like, Nah, dude. Yeah. I mean, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. It's <laughs> you got to be careful, especially it's as so you get older. Like you go down, you're Dude. Fuck yourself up. <laughs> Fuck your wrist up. But for me, I'm your just ankles. trying to like stay on the skateboard. He's yeah. trying to do all these crazy tricks yeah. and hurting himself in the parking yeah. lot. I'm just trying to stay on the skateboard and like do s- a little bit of yeah. like movement. That's but once you it. can stay on, then you want to do other stuff. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. I'm exactly. still just on the learning stage. Dude, right I now. love. Uh, dude, I watch skating for hours on Instagram. Dude, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, it's and the, the best. sounds the skateboard makes. Dude. Oh, oh I love. <laughs> dude, I love. There's no better sound than a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I love it for real. That's funny coming from like a non skate You don't. You don't skate, right? No, dude. Like I did a little bit as a yeah, kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, bullshit though. Like That's regular it. stuff. I was yeah. a fat well, I kid. To, I used to break boards. So I was a fat kid too. <laughs> I used to break boards. <laughs> I was too fat, man. Yeah, oh all yeah, the way. So, uh, yeah, I was. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I was 
about a year and a half ago, about 230 pounds. Okay. I saw yeah. some of your old pictures. You looked yeah. a little huskier. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's kind of how we met because in the gym. And that's why I think we get along so well is because I never had friends in that active lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. And so when I was in my hometown, like all my best friends were still drinking every night. You know, I went sober. Um, I'm a, I'll be about a year and three quarters or a year and a half. Oh, right on. Soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the first dude I met that was like into the lifestyle I wanted to be in and I yeah. wanted to cultivate. So like it was just. Yeah, yeah, so you want to be attracted to that energy, right? Because yeah. like, that's what you're trying you to do. Kind of surround yourself with the people that you, uh, you know, want to be like. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to success. For it's right. like, what do they anyway, say? It's like, um, if you hang around five. with five idiots, you're going to be the sixth. If <laughs> yeah. you hang around with five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea, dude. For <laughs> yeah. real, for real. No, for sure. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, so that's crazy for him that he's lost all that weight. Pretty much on his own. I mean, you yeah. read some research and did some Reddit threads. Well, yeah, so it all started. I mean, I had a mad drinking problem. Um, I like to say I'm not an alcoholic, but you never know unless you try again. And I haven't tried again yet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, like, who really knows? But, uh, you know, it's the restaurant industry, man. Like, that's just what you do. It's a fast lifestyle. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, you know, my first cook job. Uh, well, it started out with weed, smoking weed after every shift. Yeah. And then, you know, graduated, turned 20, and then I was drinking and shit like that. And then... You started experimenting real young. I mean, dude, I, I've done it's it all. Crazy. Like, when it comes to, like, drugs and stuff. I mean, sorry, Mom. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've done it all except for the real hard ones. I, what are the real hard ones? Uh, like, meth and heroin. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, like, I had a pill stage, uh, weed stage. Uh, hallucinogenics were huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of mushrooms and a lot of acid. Yeah. Uh, and it started off young, dude, like 18. Um, that was the first time you did hallucinogen? Yeah, 17, 18. Oh, that's not that young, bro. I was yeah. 16 first time I did okay. Oh, yeah, bro. I've been smoking <laughs> since I was 14. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I started I started smoking weed uh, sophomore year of high school. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah right around the same time. And you, you're pretty regular with smoking, you said. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm a regular cannabis user. Yeah. And yeah. You I do like fu- once a month now. Do you? So I'm not full, but they call it like California sober. Okay. You know, because yeah. like I don't. Um, like I'll probably try mushrooms again at some point because I never had a problem with that. My yeah. problem was alcohol and cocaine. Yeah, I can so. see that. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. You had some fun times on those. Yeah, well, when it started out, you know, when it was really bad, I was working at this job, which I loved, you know, one of the best kitchens I've ever worked for. But uh, we would go out every night, and then, you know, we'd have like 13 drinks, and we'd end up with a bag. <laughs> and then that turned into like twice a week, then three times a week, then five. Um Jeez. Dude, it's a slippery slope. It is, bro. Dude, um, yeah. And yeah. I've never done any drugs. You've done yeah. anything, no, huh? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Straight, clean, sober. Um, I think for me, like I worked in nightclubs in New York City when I was like 19, 20, 21. So I saw the effects of it. Yeah. And then uh, alcoholism and just addiction runs in my family so rampant. I kind of like shot away from it. You have to be aware of what your personality yeah. is. Cause I, and I have an addicted. I mean, I do yeah. s- like everything from I, I – ride it to the wheels fall off yeah and a lot of areas of life so i was yeah. like let me not do it in this i can get that. let me do it in other ways we're similar in that way too yeah, yeah. it's either 100 percent or nothing yeah i get that you know? man we yeah. drive it up we drive it off the cliff yeah you run into a wall and then we keep running into the wall yeah <laughs> so it can yeah. be hard to regulate i tried molly for the first time and i was like whoa i can see why this can be a problem <laughs> okay so that <laughs> drug would ruin my life for sure dude it's not molly but it's the sassafras mdm or md a so it's like molly but without the meth yeah 
Yeah, that shit. Yeah? Bro. Why? What happened? I've never tried MDA, but I've done MDMA, and, like, dude, it's just. It's too fun, dude. Dude, it's fun. Dude. You feel happy. Like, yeah, you feel bro. good. It's just, yeah. I, I recognize the medium. Like, man, this could be a serious yeah. issue if That's I That's good it. you had that awareness. I have the awareness. Like, yeah. I don't feel like, I used to be afraid of cocaine a lot because in, in high school, a lot of people did cocaine at my school. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I never did. That's, like, probably one of the few things I haven't done, except for, like, some of the hard ones, mm-hmm. right? But, like, uh, I can I can just remember people telling me, like, dude, you don't want to do this. You'll get fucking hooked. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, dude, well, I don't want to do anything. This is going to, like, mm-hmm. take control like that. But, yeah. like, I have an awareness enough of myself to where I feel like I can try most compounds and yeah. figure out whether or not it's something I would continue or okay. not. Mm-hmm. And I just I kind of have that that self-control to a degree yeah but it's like yeah man when i tried mdma i was like whoa like this is fucking amazing <laughs> i did that shit like every weekend for bro a long time. dude yeah. the first few times i did it dude <laughs> i didn't feel bad at all the next day i felt yeah. better i was uh-huh. like dude i feel great yeah. but then this last time dude i feel like dog shit for like two days yeah. i'm just like nah. where'd man. you do it home like, yeah yeah i do most things at home i only yeah. did it at like raves i was a big like uh this girl i was dating was huge into like the house and techno scene okay so just always i could see clubs. that that could yeah. be fun dude yeah. the fucking dude, lights fucking you see trails badass. and different yeah. things yeah and then I, went, I did the whole festival like i lived out of my car and did the festival route for like four months went to southern california yeah went to chicago dang you know. you're going hard huh it was bad just, yeah just, living just that life. selling acid on the way there <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I get. Ash is a fun one. Dude, you can go some some crazy journeys. And I just did a five strip the other day, and like, really? bro, it felt yeah. like I was in a dream for a little bit. I bet it was crazy. I enjoy it. I I enjoy psychedelics. The thing about mm-hmm. psychedelics is if you if you don't have an understanding of like what you're getting into, there can be a lot of fear and anxiety leading yeah. up to it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like if you can just kind of relax. It's like. Most people have this idea, like, oh man, am I gonna see like a fucking dinosaur? Or <laughs> no, you're not see it's a like, it's not like bro. that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you definitely want to be in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. I found, but it's just like if you kind of have respect for these compounds, you can, yeah, man, well, you it's can have some good times. Go in, get what you need, and get the fuck out. Like, don't try and abuse it. Don't try and yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. not. Uh, well, what I think psychedelics do is it expands. Or how I've treated it is you go in with like a mission, like you want to like learn something about yourself. You want to like, you know progress over something you want to meditate on something and then you do that and then you hmm. learn your lesson and then you yeah do. have that intention set and yeah. setting super important like yeah. i've definitely partied on certain things and yeah. it's, it's definitely not as fun depending on the compound yeah. like in a recreational setting well when i did sure. acid um like with like an understanding and like you know with a kind of what's the word i'm looking for like uh not a mission, but just sort of with an openness. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time, but when I took it just to get super fucked up, I was... No I took a Yeah, I took three tabs just because I was <laughs> like, you know, I, wanna, I just want to get fucked up today. And I had no mission, no, like, anything. Yeah, I've done anything. that. Yeah, and I was just spacing out for, like, 18 hours. <laughs> dude, you, you're locked in, bro. It's all <laughs> yeah, day. It it's a marathon, all, bro. Dude, it's not no sprint. That's Sometimes a big commitment. Yeah. Big yeah, commitment. dude. Yeah, at least 12 hours, man. It's like, yeah. it's like sometimes you just want to be done. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, nope. I guess... I'm still, my <laughs> brain is still just locked in. Dude, I, I did that one time. It was yeah. actually after I got fired from my job. Okay. And I was like, man, let me just take a couple hits faster. Like, maybe I'll feel better. No, I did not feel better. <laughs> Bro, I'm in my apartment by myself. Oh, I'm fucking, man. I'm crying. Yeah. Like, I'm in and out of just, like, being happy and being yeah, sad. Dude. I'm like, what the, like, life is just so fucking, terrible. it's going to be all right, man. It's going to yeah. be okay. Just ups and downs, ups and downs. So that's when I, like, I realized, like, there aren't really bad trips. They're just challenging, like, experiences. Yeah. And it's well, like, and what I, I, I understood why. to not abuse it yeah take it for no reason you know? yeah dude you have a hard yeah. enough experience you don't want to do a psychedelic ever again they're pretty <laughs> yeah. like anti-addictive in that way yeah. <laughs> 
Dang. Did you ever do ayahuasca? I have not. So, oddly enough, I was actually, um, the plan was to go to Peru this summer mm-hmm. before everything got shut the fuck down to mm-hmm. do ayahuasca. I have yeah. done DMT. I do yeah. I do like okay. DMT. Like, that's a powerful compound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't done it in the ayahuasca form. That, yeah. That's if definitely high If I were to do that, I'd want to do, like, the whole. The ritual. The whole, yeah, man. Yeah. Go out in the fucking jungle. Yeah. Have the shaman. Yeah. I like, it to be legit. Get yeah. the legit experience. <clears throat> I'm definitely willing to travel to, to make that happen. Well, there's a, if you want to check out uh, this dude. I listened to his book. It's in the realm of hungry ghosts. Uh, the dude's name is Gabor Mate. Okay, and yeah, he, yeah. I don't know. Have you heard of him? Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, he talks about ayahuasca helping people overcome their addictions. Right, and, you know, you know a bunch the, of stuff like that. Yeah, he was always he's always talking about how like the root of a lot of people's issues is just trauma. It's trauma. It's always trauma. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually like, he always dates it back to like childhood trauma. Big time. Yeah, that's yeah. his whole his whole thing. I would definitely like to have a conversation with him. Yeah, he's a badass. Bro. Yeah, man, for is sure. Is he like an author or just a? Oh, well, he's a doctor. Okay. Just speaking. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but everything he so he believes that all addiction, all like, all like negative implications in your life, all stem from past trauma. Yeah, it's you, you yeah. coping yeah. or like trying to figure out how you can yeah. survive yeah. through that and right. then you deal yeah. with it in some. Well, it's like my therapist thinks I'm not an alcoholic, but I have unresolved trauma that I was trying to medicate Could with be. alcohol. Yeah, you know, because when I when I went sober, I had overwhelming anxiety. You know, I still struggle with anxiety. Oh, I um, get that for sure, dude. And I had never had that before until <laughs> I stopped drinking. So I think I had been self-medicating yeah. you know, for to years. Cover, to cover that anxiety. That's part of what anxiety. I do with cannabis for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, the anxiety is real. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm just raw dog in reality, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's value in that as well. Yeah. Like you can't always be numb or always be mm-hmm. in these states for sure. Like I've probably slowed down on cannabis these past like I don't know, like two or three weeks. Yeah, okay. I very rare like just usually in the evenings and not even every day as mm-hmm. of late. But normally like on a regular time, like it's most days. What yeah. do you think's changed in the past couple of weeks? So, dude, honestly, I'm I'm getting ready for this jujitsu tournament next week. Okay. Um, going to Orlando for it, but. Um, I just wrapped up 75 hard Yeah. and like, I feel like whenever like I'm just on my shit and I, I'm just like, you don't really my have mental toughness is at its peak. I kind of get to this place to where like I'm tapping into like almost like this dark energy where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have time for the bullshit mm-hmm. and I'm just, and like, and I'm kind of getting into this competition mindset. So I'm a little bit more aggressive and abrasive. Like the primal. Like you're, yeah, yeah, it really is that. And um, and then, like, I kind of, like, take out the weed a little bit, and yeah. it just makes me that much more confrontational. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to, like, give up any ground. Because I'm pretty chill and, like, mm-hmm. easygoing. And I always joke, but I'm, I'm pretty serious that I feel like a lot of my psychedelic experiences are, are part of the reason why I don't really compete in MMA anymore. I, yeah. I don't, I don't even like competing in general. Like I'm doing yeah. this because it's kind of a natural progression. Like yeah. I don't mind yeah, doing it. It's for your own fulfillment. Well, yeah, like I'm really working hard to get my black belt in jujitsu and this mm-hmm. is just kind of a part of the process. So mm-hmm. I, like, I'm willing to do that, but like I don't get a lot of validation out of yeah. competing. I don't feel like my ego did, needs it. Did you used to? Yeah. Dude, you just want to be the fucking man, bro. Yeah, like, the testosterone's yeah. flowing. Like, I just fucking own this dude. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. the fucking man. Like, I used to love that feeling. There's yeah. no high, yeah. like, winning when the stakes are fucking, like, up uh-huh. there. Like, I'm a yeah. flow junkie. I like just getting in that flow state where, okay. like, you tune everything out. Everything's working. I'm the same way in dude. the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly, when dude. Every, when there's tickets mounting. I was telling him about this because yeah. he, because, uh, you know, I've been in the restaurant industry for a long time and, like, when we get busy, he'd be like, fuck that, you know, like, <laughs> I do not want, and, it, like, that's my favorite part, when everybody's freaking out, there's, you know, and then I have 20 tickets in front of me, and I'm like, 
okay, we need six of this, four of this, three of these are mid-rare, two yeah. of these are, you know? Yeah. And it's just like all of a sudden I feel like a little supercomputer. Yeah, you know, dude, you're in your like fucking zone, right? Everybody yeah, has those. For shit. me, it's exhausting because I'm already like on edge in the kitchen because yeah. it's so new. It's so I don't have that ability to lock in yeah. yet. Like I, everything is like having to work extra overtime. Yeah. So when I see the tickets line up, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, let's another go, baby. fucking Let me layer. get a quad shot. Like, I'm in it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you can find flow state in anything for sure. Yeah, I makes sense that you find it in the mm-hmm. kitchen yeah well and then the other thing i found it in was climbing and that's climbing? how i lost all the weight oh okay yeah, you do so indoor climbing or were you going outdoors uh well when i was in washington i was going outdoors uh, my buddy phil who i worked with at wooden city the restaurant in tacoma okay um he took me out to leavenworth washington the first weekend i went sober um and i just sort of fell i got on top of my first boulder nice and it was like that feeling of like you know, because the rock is, like, indifferent to yeah. you. Yeah, so were you bouldering or did, were you, like, harnessing in? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, and, like, just that feeling of, like, you know, getting on top of something Fuck and overcoming yeah, dude. that. Like it's, that like, a difficult challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I fell in love with that, started climbing for four hours a day, three hours a day, uh, every day. I, yeah, I, I mean, back to how I lost the weight, it was just, like, I did keto, hardcore keto. Like, I didn't touch a carb for seven months. Um like meal planning, meal prepping, all that, and then climbing for three hours a day and going sober. How was your energy on keto? With Fucking amazing. Really? Yeah. 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 Keto was, I mean, I wish it was a more sustainable diet um, because it made me feel incredible. I also feel like at his stage, uh, all the heavy extra weight, the fat became his energy source. Right. You're yeah. just That's burning probably through why it. he yeah. had the energy. That but would like make if sense. If you were to do keto now at the level you did it, yeah. I don't think your energy would be there. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you're that active, like you gotta you gotta have a carb source if you don't have mm-hmm. a fat source. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just. It's well, just and I was tough. eating like 180 grams of fat a day. Were you? I Damn. was taking like shots straight, of olive oil, straight, coconut yeah. oil. Yeah. Yeah, and you felt good on that. Yeah. Dang. And like all I ate was vegetables, like chicken or shrimp, um, and macadamia nuts, dude. Really? And coconut oil. That was you it. probably have crazy grip strength now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, I got stitches on my finger. I can't climb for a while. Yeah. That's, That's a bummer. Where have you been climbing at here? Uh, climb so ill. Climb so ill. Yeah. yeah, they got a nice facility. It's a they, just yeah. open, they open another spot out in, in St. Charles. Charles. Is badass. Climb so ill, dude. Sick, dude. Okay. Yeah, it's legit. It's like an old, I don't know, grain frac factory or yeah. something. Oh, no. And, uh, steel mill. Steel mill. That's what it is. Yeah. Steel mill. Still steel mill. Steel mill. <laughs> mill. I can't talk. Out in St. Charles. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. on Main Street. That area. Off of Main Street. Yeah. yeah By the water. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's legit. And they have yeah. a little place called the Gravity Lab, which is like a fun, <laughs> like, kids. It's totally for kids, but, but we it's had a fucking fun legit. Fuck yeah. Dude, they have all these cool, like, <laughs> like race each other. Yeah, you can, the like, wall. they have timed ones. You can go up the wall. That's they sick. have ones where it's, like, free flowing uh, cubes that are hooked by chains. Oh. So you have to, like, climb all around. It's yeah. crazy. That's cool. That's yeah. fun. That's cool. There's an upper limits right next to my house. Yeah, upper limits. Yeah, is upper good. limits isn't bad. Yeah. yeah, you guys don't like yeah. them. I can tell. <laughs> you're like, yeah, man, they're fucking cool. They're no climb so ill, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, fine. The, uh, the more homegrown climbing yeah. gyms, um, they just take care a lot more. Yeah. Um, like my climbing gym back home, Edgeworks, was like family owned, family operated. Yeah. Uh, and like all the ropes were always in pristine condition. All the holds were always clean. And then I went to a gravity vault mm-hmm. out in New York. And, like, the ropes were too short, so you had to, like, get up on the wall to, like, tie yourself right. in. Uh, and, like, yeah. they were all stiff. It's and, just like, when you, you have, like, yeah. corporate come in. It's just Are the they upper try limits to, like, corporate? I think yeah. so. Uh, yeah, they're, like, a that. national chain. It's a chain. Yeah. Fuck them, man. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to them now. <laughs> 
Dude, climbing's fun, dude. It's, it yeah, can become it's a, a great workout. I wish I had more time. Yeah. Because I only have so much time to do shit. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of it doing jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to get into archery pretty significantly. Oh, that's nice. Dude, the goal is to, like, get some, you know, some meat in the fucking freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Like from archery? Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah, go out yeah. and Just a much hunt. more sustainable yeah. way. Like, yeah. I would like to think the food I'm getting is healthy, but you just mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. I believe my cousins out in eastern Washington held a record for the largest uh, deer shot with a bow and arrow. Dope. Yeah, it was like a, I don't know how many. I mean, this might sound ridiculous because I remember, but I think it was like a 14 point where it's got like. 14. Yeah. Like, yeah. You could have yeah. said 30 and I would have yeah. really <laughs> <good>. <laughs> 30 uh, point book. I don't think they, I don't think they. Who hold the record? 8,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, but no, that shit's legit, dude. Yeah, dude. Where where would you go hunting? Um, so the the ultimate goal is to like go backcountry and like yeah. Colorado yeah, and like take yeah. an elk or something. But mm-hmm. there's places around here. I mean, I know yeah. that people have farms and different things. Yeah. Um, probably I do want to go down to like Arkansas and go get like a boar. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, wild boars are everywhere and they're a nuisance. Unfortunately, you can't hunt them here in Missouri because like they don't want to encourage people to keep them around. We're trying yeah. to like eradicate them. Mm-hmm. So if you can hunt them, then for sure people will try to keep them around for that yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can hunt them in a lot of states. Really? Yeah, yeah. dude. And you can eat it. Eat yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hmm. Yeah, man. Where Where do you practice archery? Is uh, there like an archery range around here? Dude, yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of the parks have archery ranges. I live pretty close to Creevecore Lake Park. Yeah. And yeah, they actually, yeah, dude, that. they have a yeah. pretty sick archery course through the woods. It's actually pretty cool. That's badass. Yeah, really? yeah, man. All and you can just let off arrows in the public like that? Or is it like... Well, I mean, it's sectioned off. off. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of... And it's <laughs> He's walking their dog. <laughs> it's like, ow! But <laughs> it's funny enough, dude, there's houses kind of kind of borderline. But it's 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 set up in such a way that none of the shots, even okay. if they kind of get away from you, they shouldn't... They shouldn't go to somebody's yeah, they should living be, room? Yeah, nobody should die. <laughs> nobody should be dying, but... Yeah, man. Just okay. Being, I didn't know that. Just being out in nature. Do you have bro. the the bow and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just like, like one of those compound ones. Compound bow. Yeah, yeah, man. I just What's got the compound one? Where it like it's got it like pulleys on it. Yeah, and stuff. I've seen yeah. those. Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. So it's like when you pull it, 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 there's just like X amount of force, and then you get to the end, and it's almost like you kind of reach this max, and you're not really fighting that force anymore, mm-hmm. as opposed to like with the reeve curve bow. It's like as you're pulling, the, the tension gets, gets greater and greater, yeah. and then like and you, you never and then let go, right? But it doesn't like you feel that tension through the whole way because it's kind of like how much you can mm-hmm. pull mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah so but the, the traditional style like the one that most people are doing is the one that you have where it holds it compound bow yeah. for a lot of hunting. not doing like the old school like not so much you don't see a lot of hunting with yeah. the reef curve bow i mean i'm sure some people do it mm-hmm. um i think maybe for more like archery competitions people okay. shoot reef curve bow but dude i'm not an archery expert it's gotta be hard to pull back and aim too like when you're like yeah it's cocked a, back with it's the its own thing yeah. for sure dude it's uh, just gonna take a lot of time there's just cool. only so much time yeah. in the day man you yeah. can only do so much i mean we're all trying to find our own hotties right now dude yeah just yeah. trying to fill the fucking time yeah. are you guys adjusting well to being back in missouri well, uh, he's never been here. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Well, you've been yeah. back in Missouri. You've been, been in Missouri here, for like the first time. He loves it. He yeah. fell in love with it as soon as he got here. He's yeah. like, I think I'm going to stay here for a while. So yeah. our plan, at least for the time being, is to give it a year. Yeah, we're devoting a year to give 100%. I can dig it. To our yeah. business, yeah. to living together. See if the ball starts yeah, to roll. to see what we can create. Uh-huh. But um, I, Missouri's cool. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> well, you did leave it not that long, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. Like, fuck, man. I kind of want to get out of here. Like for I mean I think also it depends on like what you're doing and who you're with. I could be yeah. happy anywhere, you know, yeah. as long as I'm with good people and I'm doing what I love. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if I'm in fucking Bumblefuck USA yeah. or New York City. Yeah. You know, um, it's and there's enough. I feel like if you really, 
focused on like what you can do here like there's enough opportunity the cost of living there's a lot of benefits to missouri yeah. man yeah there's a the, lot of benefits yeah there really are he made a good point that in our industry in the big cities you it's oversaturated with chefs and, and that's my doing. whole uh thing is if so like in seattle i was a tiny fish in this huge oversaturated market of restaurant industry you know yeah i mean like even with coronavirus they're saying four out of five restaurants will not survive yeah uh, which just shows you how oversaturated the market is there yeah i mean there's restaurants in every fucking corner and like in missouri i feel like i've come here not even four months ago um, I've worked at a couple of restaurants and we're getting picked up by the media. We're mm -hmm. getting, uh, you know, news attention. We're, we're going to be in a lifestyle magazine and things like that. So here it feels like I'm a bigger fish in a smaller pond Yeah. Uh, because it's not so oversaturated. I mean, if you look at what people eat here, it's like, it's not exciting. It's not new. Um, and there's just a lot of room for, there's a big gap. Yeah. yeah. And people, you know, like, this is actually kind of a hidden gem for the culinary scene. I don't think people realize yeah. St. Louis actually has a pretty good culinary scene. They have a yeah. good restaurant scene, for real. They, they really do, do man. But and it's, it's all like, like, you know, you have to find it. Mm -hmm. You do. Yeah. You do yeah. have to, you have to be adventurous. You have to hit the neighborhoods. Yep. You have to fucking check out hole in the walls in different yep. places. But, totally. dude, we have a legit culinary scene, and I think there is an appreciation for, like, good spots. Yeah. So if you're fucking good, it's not mm -hmm. that hard to make it here. Yeah. Because there aren't as many good places I as agree. you, would, you yeah. would hope. Well, and that's the goal is to kind of make a name for myself here um, and then be able to afford to live in Washington again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the cost of living in Washington pretty similar to New York? Yep. Is it pretty expensive? It's pretty insane, dude. Yeah, I mean, I was same. making forty grand a year as a line cook because that's how high the wages are, but yeah. it's still hard to yeah live. hard to do things hard to, to do live. anything. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my tattoo artist yesterday. He's from California, and he moved here – because uh, uh, you know you you can make more money, people can spend more. They have yeah. more disposable well, that's income. That's the thing, and that's why you know the so private the, events. The private events work good. here, and yeah. the cost of living is so low. And you can travel if you like to travel. We're in the middle of the country, so you can go east coast, west coast, pretty, south. Yeah, you're it's nice all being right central. there. You're all right there. Yeah. So the yeah, he's from California. So nice too, dude. Yeah, the dude's from California. Just the people here are so nice too. Uh, I mean, that's one of the biggest pluses. Pretty though. chill and like laid back. Yeah. Everybody talks to each other. Here. <laughs> like in Seattle, there's a yeah. thing called the Seattle Freeze. Uh, what is people, that? People just don't really talk to each other. Like, there's no really, really re like random interactions. Really, you know, and like, I love people, dude. Yeah, and I've always been, especially when I was drinking, of course. But I've <laughs> yeah. always been like, you know, talking to everybody, yeah. you know, boisterous or whatever. Um, and then here, it's like people just talk to each other everywhere you go. And I yeah, love that, you there's know? a flip side to being here though, because like I like maybe it's just me. Like growing up, I didn't really like do a lot of hugging. Like my family, we weren't huggers. Like mm -hmm. we hugged, but not, like not a lot. Yeah. And like as I've gotten older, I tend to hug everybody, except yeah. like not when I'm around here. I always feel weird about like if really? I'm like if I go visit California or I'm down in Austin or I yeah. go meet people, yeah, it's like I fucking hug everybody. Yeah. But then like I get around here and it's like I, I go back to the handshake. It just feels weird to hug people around here. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's your own thing. It could just be know. my thing. Yeah, it could be your thing. Are you guys huggers? You guys <laughs> I, gave you, I gave you like a We dab. gave a hug. Yeah, we gave, gave a little bit of a hug. Yeah, and then I just stepped you up. I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to like invade your space. I don't know you. <laughs> I just need to start just leading with the hug. Just like, hug me, bitch, whether you like <laughs> yeah. it or not. Come in close. Come in close. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody's all weird now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody true. wants to be well, close. Especially true, now, bro. True. Yeah. Are you guys Strange even worried sense. about? So you think you've already gotten coronavirus? I think I got it Are back in March. Uh, he's uh, worried about it because he's also immunocompromised. Yeah, because I've got asthma. asthma. Uh, okay. So if I get it, it's like more of a risk for me. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what can you fucking do, man? Like I'm. You just gotta take care of yourself. I'm gonna be take the risks that I have to in order to like. 
do. Yeah, like, we go back and forth on, on this because yeah. you don't want to just like put your life on hold and mm -hmm. live in fear and live under a rock and isolate yourself because yeah. there's just a lot of information out there and it is the risks kind of like yeah. you take. You yeah, know? like getting on a bike, it's you just take living. that risk. Like I'm not going to go out to restaurants all the time. I'm not right. going to go out to bars. I'm yeah. not going to go to a party, but I am going to go to the gym. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. I am going to do private events. Yeah, um, and things like that. Yeah, so you can like mitigate the risk. Yeah, you can yeah. mitigate the risk, for but sure. you're not going to put everything on hold for yeah. God knows when. I mean, yeah. what could even what could even come of it? Yeah, because do I want to take this time where everybody's sort of well, and that's the thing is everybody's not really focused on anything, so this is a good time to build a business. Um, and like, do I want to take the time to like progress in myself right now and like take a smaller risk, or do I want to just wait? You know, I don't want to fucking. That's kind of so we yeah. we didn't yeah, go back to culinary. We didn't go <laughs> back to culinary school for that particular reason. Did you guys like, finish online? Would they tried no. to do a pseudo online type yeah. of deal? So we were supposed to go back um, in August, right? They were gonna yeah. call us back, but we said, look, we got our own things going because during that that gap of a couple months, like. Mm -hmm. We got our shit together. Like yeah. we were like, we're gonna start a business. We're gonna do private chef, and we're gonna do private events. And we started. And everybody gigs, else was know? just kind of sitting around waiting to be waiting. told or the schools to open back up. Like let's take the fucking power into our own hands yeah. and let's do shit. Yeah. Well, dude, and the thing is, is like, I mean, I'm not gonna say anything bad about them. They're a great school, but like, you're not even allowed to taste your food right now in class. Really? Yeah. So how you what? Know if it's any good? How are you gonna graduate with a culinary degree when you haven't tasted anything for two years? Yeah. yeah. Like I just don't. You and that's what really work. that's what really drew the line for me. I was just like, look, you can't taste your food. You can't, you know. And also the way the school was handled. I mean, yeah. to to their defense, it it was a weird time where nobody yeah. knew what to do. Yeah. But uh, at, and then on the flip side of it, it's a business, so they need to keep the doors open. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of flip flopping. There was a lot of like they're putting us at risk. Yeah. In the for the sake of keeping the doors open and keeping the tuition. Yeah. Up, you know, so their business like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can learn how to cook on your own. I'm sure they're teaching yeah. you techniques and different things, but it's like. Just yeah, I mean, it, yeah. you can if if you have the the will the will to do it on your own, you can. But there is yeah. something about going from you know being graduating from a, a culinary school, yeah, yeah, the best school in the country. There's a little bit of prestige there. There is yeah. for sure marketing. Well, and uh, you the know, network. I, everybody too. goes network, for different yeah. things. There's I mean, definitely positives. Yeah, well, I mean, he went because he had never cooked mm -hmm. a day in his life. I mean, like professionally. Yeah. Um, so it makes a lot of sense for you. Yeah, so he wanted to open up. I went because I had been a chef. I've held chef titles, but I didn't I didn't want to be a traditional chef anymore, so I wanted to see what else there was. Oh, okay. You know? Because, you know, I've been doing this for seven, eight years, and it's like I don't like the uh, traditional chef role. Um, I want to do something more. So what I ended up doing, what I'd love to do is like food education. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the dream for me, we've talked about this, like, later down the line is have, like, a non-for-profit pizza shop. Oh. Um, and, like, because the restaurant I was at last really helped me with getting sober and, like, you know, instilling a lot of value in me. Yeah. Um, and I want to do that for other people. Oh, right on. You know, so I want to be able to employ people who either can't get a job or, like, need a second chance and, like, take that chance, teach them hireable skills, like, you know, and kind of teach them the emotional sustainability that you need in a kitchen. Right. And not abuse them. Like, I was abused in kitchens growing really? up. Oh, fuck, yeah, dude. I can believe it. Yeah, my old chef, like, I still, he opened up a new restaurant I want to go because last time I saw him, he threw me down the stairs and fucking threw all my knives. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, bro. Yeah. He threw all my knives out on the street and, like. Oh, what a dick. You know, you're never going to go anywhere, like, all this shit. Talking yeah. that shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, the bro. thing about the culinary, and I, maybe I'm, I'm like, I'm generalizing, but it's like, 
it it definitely attracts it, it seems to attract like a certain type of personality Big time. and yeah. for a lot of the people it's like they get to a certain point and like that's their white house and if you kind of mm-hmm. live in that space where it's like this is my domain and I'm the shit and you get just completely ego yeah. driven oh yeah it can kind of go to your fucking head i could imagine yeah. if you're the head so of the that, kitchen that happened to me i mean i got my sous my first ever chef title i was a sous chef at 21 years old like fresh 21 years old yeah which is good. I wanted that. Like, that was my goal is to become, uh, you know, either a sous chef or a chef by 22. Okay. You know? So I achieved that. But I started managing and teaching people the way that I had been taught, which was abusive. Mm. Um, like, angry, cannot control my own emotions, under too much pressure. And yeah. yeah. I was a kid, dude. I'm still a kid. Yeah, for sure. Your brain's not even fully developed yet. Yeah, and so, like, (laughs) I would start yelling at these people for problems that, like, they really didn't have anything to do with. And even if it was the problem that they made, like, the last thing you want to do is exacerbate that and start screaming at them and make it a bigger problem. There's a lot of big egos in the industry. Is there? For sure. So what I did is I... Everybody's trying to be Gordon Ramsay. Exactly, dude. And that's sort of... And I I like Gordon Ramsay, but he really did make that um, personality something that's like glamorized. Yeah, to yeah. people to aspire um, for some, but that's also just him. He's not yeah. like people try. Well, that's a TV show personality. Yeah. Like he's not actually like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I ended up figuring out that I never want to treat anybody like that again. So yeah. I took two to three years, uh, started back as a line cook again, and sort of worked my way back up the ranks. Yeah. Um, with emotional sustainability in mind, you know, because I, can dig it. I never want to, you know, and like the way we handle, you, you see me get stressed sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, at the private events stuff. I'll get stressed. And oh like yeah. I try not, I try really hard not to take it out on anybody, but I'm a very like stiff guy. But high, it's like high pressure situations. Though. Yeah. Like you want to perform mm-hmm. and you only have so much time and yeah. you, you only got one shot. Yeah. Yeah. This is fucking it. Do they uh, like your food or yeah. not? <laughs> yeah. And you, it has to be dropped at a certain time, and it's mm-hmm. got to be hot, and it's got to be yeah. prepped a certain way. There's, yeah, there's a lot. People eat with their eyes. Paying, but there needs to be pressure money. under grace, or grace under pressure, though. You know, because like if somebody's not happy and they're making the food, the food's gonna taste like shit. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's gonna yeah. taste. It. I mean, I worked. I went to go work at a three-star Michelin joint uh, for like a week uh, in Chicago, and like it was cool, and like. You know, it was beautiful. The plates were amazing, but there was no love in that kitchen. Hmm. I didn't feel any love. You know, yeah. what, was it just like sterile or just like it a completely machine? sterile? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw people getting screamed at left and right. Like, yeah, you know. And I, I never want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, food is about love, dude. It's about bringing people together. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of things, a lot of people lose sight of that. Uh, you know, that's why I got into uh, the culinary world because I, if I thought about all my best memories, it's been surrounding food. Yeah. yeah. Like whether it's a birthday party or hanging out eat. with friends, what do you yeah. do? You go out to eat. Right. So you know, Christmas, holidays. So I thought about that, and I was like, I want to, I want to create those experiences. I want to create those memories for myself and for other people yeah. and share that. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what prompted me to even go to culinary school. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's like uh, I think. I don't know if I can speak for you, but it's like using food as a medium to connect people. That's what Mm -hmm. I want to do, you know, whether it be helping people, whether it be whatever. Because, you know, eating food is the only thing that every single human in in the world does. Need to do a couple times a day. It's it's the only thing that everybody has in common. And Um, for me, it's it's that, but also it's the like creative artistic side to it. Like you can have a bunch of raw ingredients, do Mm -hmm. some shit to it wait 30 yeah. minutes and then you have something you can share immediately and get that feedback. Yeah. And Damn. it's the instant gratification. Yeah. You 
you make yeah. something, you hand it to somebody, like you see their face when they eat it. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like a short turnover, like mission. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yep. yeah and there's sure. something very primal to it, right? I mean, with the whole, yeah. there's the whole, the whole tribal aspect of, mm-hmm. of humans. We've all been getting around fire for a long time think and about, cooking shit. Think and, about our, I mean, for me, at least I can recall family dinners like that mm-hmm. builds the family unit. When you yeah. sit down with your mom and your dad and right. your brothers or sisters, or whatever, uh, at the end of a day and you just sit there and relate to each other and have those conversations like that, I believe solves a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about trauma? Like, a yeah. lot of that shit is solved, like, right there at the dinner table. Yeah, man. A lot of people you kind of feel like and when you're you don't alone. have that, yeah, when you don't have that, that's what creates those mm-hmm. those things in our lives, those voids. Um, and I've, I've always believed that, like, family dinners, if you have that, um, your, your kids, yourself, like, you're going to be much happier. Yeah. So more keen to open up to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's for sure something to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being around the dinner table. I can't wait. To, I can't yeah. wait to go back and cook for my family for like the holidays and yeah. be able to actually like because I've I've lived 33 years of my mom and my aunt cooking amazing dinners for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But now I can go back and say, all right, you guys sit down, you guys enjoy, yeah. hang out with each other. I'm gonna cook you a badass turkey. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah, Bring and it's gonna be fire. To it. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Me, me and my dad grew up because my dad's a chef as well. Oh really? Uh, yeah, and my uncle is a pastry chef so oh, we dope. all grew up cooking on the holidays together um so on thanksgiving we tell the rest of the family to screw off and we yeah, yeah. Out. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. fine you guys like compete with each other no no it's never been like that i mean no. my uncle would take the cake every time he's like in a he's straight from italy italian pastry chef oh. he like one year made us baked alaskan which is like the baked on fire ice cream Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he made sugar sculptures for us every Christmas. Oh, he's next level. Yeah, Yeah, dude. He made like a full uh, uh, nativity scene out of chocolate. Really? Yeah. He's a chocolatier. He's a patissier. Like, what's up? What's an What's that? Patissier is just pastry chef, like traditional pastry chef, like like sugar roses, like you know, chocolate statues. Damn. That's legit. He's a bad. uh, Yeah, I apprenticed under him for a year. Just about a year at his wholesale bakery. Yeah. So and that was the hardest job I've ever fucking had. In my so you tried a little bit of everything in the, in the culinary scene. Yeah, I started off. Um, my first real food job was working for a local fruit and produce stand. Okay. Um, and I was just their sign waiver during the summers, like when I was like 15. All right. Um, and then I got after that like my first dishwashing gig, and then after that was the wholesale baking, and then. Uh, fine dining, fine dining, fine dining, uh, then wood fired and it's been wood fired for the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah. So what's wood fired? Uh, cooking over a fire, man. Like I in the kitchen, there's, yeah. there's like a fucking uh, fire. So like wood, wood fired oven. I've never worked a wood fired grill. I'd love to. Oh, okay. Um, but that's actually where my passion is. That's yeah. what I see like a, pe- a pizza shop. Yeah. I was like say, when that. I think of wood fired yeah, ovens, yeah. I think it's of pizza. That. So yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. it is. Okay. That's what I've wor- mainly worked. Um, okay. and you can do everything out of there. Like those things get hot. Yeah, oh, we yeah. ran it at Six, like 800 degrees, yeah, yeah. 750. And that's why I like – my hair on my arm is sort of consistent, but it's <laughs> – It's all singed <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> well, I was telling uh, my girlfriend was over, and I just grabbed like a hot pan, and she was like, doesn't that hurt? And I was like, I don't think you understand. Like this arm has been in an oven for probably a month. Yeah, it gets Over conditions. the course of my life. Like yeah. <laughs> a month straight, just 800 <laughs> yeah, degrees. Just right like, here. Yeah. So many times, like every single night, I probably put my hand to that oven like yeah. 200 times, you know. It's just condition. You just get used to it. And wood fire, dude, that really brought me back because my whole cooking career, like, it started off, like, glorifying these high-end, like, chefs uh, that do all these things, these insane ingredients. And, like, it's so eclectic. It almost reaches a point of, like, 
too pretty to eat, too like uppity to understand. Just over the top. Uh, yeah, and yeah. like I glorified that for a long time until I went to that Michelin star restaurant to try and work, um, and then I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, kind of saw like behind uh, the curtain. Exactly, really. and right. so I was kind of lost for a while because I was like, shit, you know, I don't want to do this crazy fine dining, and I ended up going to work a pizza shop um, just in the meantime. Back uh, to the basics. Yeah, yeah, I fell in love with cooking wood-fired. Um, there's just a very like primal. Pr- his favorite <laughs> word in the primal. world. Primal. Primal. Yeah. yeah, I think we've said it six, <laughs> six times. Yeah. Yeah. Space lights up every time. So shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it is. It's like, you know, cooking is one thing, um, like over a stove or in an oven or whatever. But like, you have to have a relation with the fire. You have to take care of it. Uh, it acts out. Yeah. And it's so. You got to dance with it. You got to dance with it. Yeah. And like, trust me, dude. I've set so many pizzas on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've set so many things on fire, and yeah. like, you learn over years and years, and like. You know, it's just so much more of a finesse. It's so much more of a connection when you're working with real fire. It just feels more right. The food comes out better. Yeah. Um, I've always been a, you know, lover of like high heat cooking. Um, and that just takes it to a whole nother level, like getting that char. Um, yeah. And when you, you just co- can't beat the flavor. And when you, I was going to say, when you cook yeah. like that, you don't need much. Like no. Basic. Yeah. Fire does the flavoring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, heat, heat is a flavor. Well, like that, that's what they say. Uh, I was watching that chef's table the other day and he says the fifth taste or whatever is fire. Know because it's that char uh, that you uh, can't get from anything else. You can't get from pan roasting. You can't get from sauteing. No. You can only get it from touching the flames at 900 degrees. Yeah, you know. Dang. What are the, what are the flavors? Are sweet, salty, bitter, umami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was five. Sour. Is it sour? Sour. Yeah, yeah, sour. There you go. I think yeah. that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, something about cooking with fire. I mean, that's what I want to do in the end game. Like, I want to retire with a little pizza shop to help people and cook with fire all damn day. Yeah. That's, that's a dream, dream, dude. <laughs> I, I can dig it. Dream. That's a dream, bro. Dang. That does sound pretty fucking good. Yeah. It does. That's what's up, man. You guys yeah. are fucking grinding, dude. But that yeah. makes sense with your personality that you would transition and just start hustling. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mm-hmm. dove in straight. At, even my chef owner at the place we're at now, she goes, I got to admire you for taking, you know, basically starting from zero at 33 mm-hmm. and making an hourly wage in the kitchen, elbows deep in a yeah. dish pit not having any experience at all. Yeah. Like, but that's just like you said, like that's, I just jump off the cliff and yeah. build the parachute on the way down. Yeah. Um, and I'm having a good time. Like and I get we're to be both my learning buddy. So much. Yeah. yeah. And we have very, we've talked about this complimentary, uh, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my, my ambition, my motivation, my business, and then his creative, his culinary, yeah. uh, it makes for a very, very good, uh, almost like synced yang. up. Yeah. Yin and yang relationship. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's it's it, it's interesting how it's all kind of like played out and worked out. And we butt heads, like don't get me wrong, we oh, butt yeah. heads. Oh yeah, like that's any relationship, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. especially when you spend that much time with somebody. Yeah, yeah but we sure. talk about it, you know. We don't let it bubble up. I mean, sometimes I let it bubble up. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we try and remain open and honest with each other because we're both in different worlds. He's yeah. never worked for himself. He's never been which a is hard to self start. I've yeah. always been disciplined. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. like you start a podcast, you have to kind of be your own whip. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, like no one makes you do shit. No, yeah. you got to take it upon. And I've only operated that. So when yeah. I go in the kitchen, right? If he tells me what to do, or somebody else tells me what to do, it's like a visceral You're reaction. Like, yeah. I'm like, Fuck. it's yeah. weird, dude. Well, and it's it works <laughs> too because like I need to learn how to manage people who don't want to be managed. If I want to do this like not yeah. for profit stuff, like I need to learn. Yeah, you're gonna be around a bunch of people that are like hard charging. Yeah, I want. Like, I need to learn how to be understanding. I need to learn how to like cultivate an energy that like doesn't threaten people. Yeah, uh, which is good for me to learn 
friend because working with him, he doesn't want to be fucking told what to do. Yeah. But, like, he also is learning to, like, take direction because he's never done that. And he's learning to, like, I think, you know, it's funny because one of our bosses was like, Ryan doesn't listen to me. Will you talk to him? (laughs) 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 It's probably because you you don't see anybody (laughs) as your boss, do you? You're like, I've never had a boss. I I only had a resume for the first time, like, when I applied for these jobs two months ago. Like, I've never had a resume. I've never had a boss. I've only done my own thing. So it's like, you know, as you get older with time, it's hard to change. So. I do have to kind of take a back seat Mm -hmm. and it's very, very humbling and very difficult for me at times to take direction. And I think we both know at the end of the day that we have our best. Oh yeah. 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 So that's why it works. And that's also why I think the chef told him because Mm -hmm. if coming from somebody else, I don't know them. I don't trust them a hundred percent. Yeah. Him. I know him. I trust. So it comes from him. And when it comes to events, I'll be like, Ryan, we're doing it this way. And he's going to listen to me and he's going to do it. Yeah. And when it comes to business stuff, he's like, Reed, we're doing it this way and I'm going to listen to him and that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. You know, because we have the track, we have the track record yeah. i had the track record in business he's a track record yeah. at events so yeah. like you have to kind of like yeah give it to that person mm-hmm. and bring it home yeah yeah it works out it's a fun dynamic man yeah we well, have a blast you guys are grinding i mean you got the yeah. sauces you're in the private yeah. events yeah. i mean you're, you're sauces, working restaurants. Private events, restaurants um we also do meal prepping for clients actually coincidentally yeah. one of my old clients that i used to train at the gym we do his family we do another guy mm-hmm. um so we do that and um yeah, I mean, just kind of trying to fit. Yeah. We're trying to, like, find our groove in this. And I yeah. think. Well, because you never know what's going to hit. Yeah. You know. And I'm a firm believer in just, like. Spin all the plates. Yeah. And yeah. until eventually they, they fall or some of them work really well. But you don't yeah. know until you actually try. Right. And it's all in the same realm. It is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we also, like, we're finding that we work better in, like, I, I'm going to take more of the sauce, product. Yeah, because he's better marketing. at products and the entrepreneurial yeah. business side. And then he's going to take more, like, the private events, the more menu the planning. More yeah. yeah. And yeah. that works. You got to find a split. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Dang. Are you a reader? Do you like to, like, if you got to learn how to fucking do leadership, dude. Are you read the I'm Jocko? i trying to read, dude. the dude. Jocko Willink books, <laughs> yeah. even <laughs> if you're just listening to him, yeah. he's, like, the fucking, yeah. mm-hmm. he's I the read man David Chang's book right now, actually. It's I don't really know who that funny. is. Momofuko. He's, like, a big-time uh, restaurateur. Okay. Um, he's very much a fan of, like, it, he calls it Ugly Delicious. He's got a show. Okay. Um, and he likes making good food but not like you know the whole fine dining movement like not all food has to be insanely pretty right like, it can just be good right it yeah. doesn't have to look great it can yeah. just be really good like most food at home right? yeah, yeah exactly so right. he's he's all that and i had a beef with him because he acts very like erratic on social media some of his food's always not the prettiest uh, yeah but reading his book i found out he has bipolar Mm. Uh, disorder so i was like okay that makes sense um and then i found out he was bullied a lot as a kid like same you know and like i'm finding a lot of these things so i i am trying to get more into reading he reads like a fucking machine yeah Yeah. i love it i love it too dude. i love doing it but it's so hard to make myself do it but when i do it i love it yeah i read every morning yeah uh, for 30 minutes sometimes an hour depending Mm -hmm. on what i have but yeah, what and I'm trying right to now? find those habits. Uh, right now, I w- so I was reading Gucci Man's autobiography. It's, yeah, it's yeah. on the counter. <laughs> yeah. I just finished that probably a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm actually reading a book on motorcycles called The Ultimate Vehicle oh, right. uh, about this woman who fell in love with motorcycles later on in life and how she got introduced to them. And, ha- and she's an incredible, incredible it is a writer. Romance, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's. Oh, yeah. Bike. And yeah. she talks about that. The mm-hmm. the fact that it's like this machine that can take yeah. you down. It's like riding a horse, dude. Yeah. It really is. Well, it's like, that's my baby, dude. Yeah. Dude. I don't let anything happen to it. She's always pretty, pretty. clean. Like, yeah. <laughs> <you> know, like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's just a great writer. Um, and I try, I try to also take into account like the writing style because you know i like to write i like to do captions mm-hmm. and do all that stuff and eventually i want to write a book more of like a um 
a life book of things because mm-hmm. I've written books, but they haven't been about like the the literary side to things. It's more about just information. So yeah. I want to I want to be able to paint that picture um, eventually one day and talk about this all yeah. yeah whole journey. That makes sense. Like write a David Chang book yeah. one day. I, yeah. I told that. that to my girlfriend. She laughed at me. What <laughs> I was what? like, yeah, I want to write a book one day. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> like laughed. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And she's just playing, yeah. dude. I mean, like, Fuck I yeah. think sometimes it's. Like, I'm going to have all the belief I have in myself, and I'm going to, like, hyperbolize it as much as possible because the more belief you have, yeah, like, the, you know, it's kind of like shoot for the stars and, you know, land wherever. But uh, I mean, what else are we going to fucking do yeah. here? What else we like, if do I think I'm going to be a millionaire one day or, like, yeah. think I'm going to make a lot of money, I'm going to act like yeah. that's my goal. Yeah, you, you have know? to believe and it. And you just act have to manifest, bro. I mean, why? Yeah. we bought fake money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so we could, yeah we well, we did it for an ad, but, yeah. we're gonna, but it is cr- crazy to see $100,000 just you know? sitting yeah. on, We think we have it somewhere. Else, so yeah, it's like yeah. true visualization. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah eventually, like feel, eventually it'll be it, real. You're like, okay, there's something, shit, there actually, yeah. there's a, uh, a theory about called smelling the leather, and it's like if you want a nice car, you go to the dealership and just sit in the car that you want and just sit in it and just literally embody it, feel it. Like, wow. It's like everybody has different goals, different whatever, if it's material, if it's whatever, but really like trying to put your hands into that goal and feel it as much as you can. And then, yeah, eventually. I mean, and I've always said it's like the ego that drives you, but like, you know what you really want. Like, I would love to have a million dollars. You know, I would love to be wildly successful. But as long as I'm still cooking food at the end of the day and I'm happy. Um, you know, I'm doing what I want. That's all happy that now is. and then ha- happy now and then happy then. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're mm-hmm. good here, barely yeah. making it work, but then you're also yeah. good at a million and mm-hmm. having a successful, thriving business. You know? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are successful and miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing about success, yeah. right? When we hear success, we automatically think monetary. Yeah. But for me, I my definition is for all my like – lifestyle wants um i also want to have good health i want to have good relationships i want to have good peace of mind i want to have freedom that to me is true success because you're right there's a lot of people that make a shit ton of money that drive nice cars that are completely miserable yeah i'm like i don't want that the economic piece is one piece but it's It's just one piece of the pie that's one piece of pie but it it. is interesting how when you say somebody's successful your automatic go-to is like oh they make a lot of money right right but that's like a sliver because i would rather have so much I'd want to have so much other things to that than just that's one piece. For me, yeah. money is just like energy. Yeah. It's just an energy source. Yeah. It's, it's nice to have. It allows you to do the things you want to do. Yeah. 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 If, from the outside looking in, um, like creeping, it, it seemed like you read that Anthony Bourdain book and it had like a big influence yeah, on man. you. Yeah, man. I mean, his his initials are tattooed on me, AB. Oh, on really? On his knife. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that book, uh, his first book, I've read two of his books, but that first book, Kitchen Confidential, he's read it as well. Yeah. Incre- and that was the book that kind of put him on the map. Oh, um, I bought it. I'm going to read it. It's, it's so great, good. It's yeah. a great book. And it really offers you like an accurate picture into like the whole rough and tug fucking really that's what the scene's like and then his even his show and the way he yeah. relates to people through food he's and a storyteller his, his curiosity yeah. and the way he can sit down and just talk to anybody about anything man that dude is on some and it's it's a shame of what happened but yeah that mm-hmm. that actually was the thing that prompted me to check out uh cia which is the school that we went to because he, he went there yeah calling yeah. institute of america he went there he talks mad shit about it too Did yeah he? He uh, does. and there's a whole which is funny because like a, a rebel in the scene though hall, was. there's a whole yeah. wing dedicated to him now really at, at the school wow. he really talked mad shit about it. yeah that's funny um but uh so yeah when i was actually in brooklyn applying for jobs in the restaurant industry 
um, people kept telling me to go check out CIA. And then a light bulb went off, and I was like, Wait, I've heard that name before. And then it was in the Anthony Bourdain book. Yeah. So I was like, let me go check it out. Turns out it was an hour and 20 minutes outside the city. I was yeah. in Brooklyn already. I'm like, well, fine. And I remember applying like on a Tuesday night and then getting a call the next day. And I was like, I guess I'm going to culinary school. Yeah. <laughs> I, I applied and got accepted on the 26th yeah. of December. And school started on the the. Th- Second of January, Damn. something like it was like a week. They're like, we're let anybody yeah. in right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, my yeah, my ex was like, thought it was crazy. My actually, yeah, I remember sitting down at the table with my mom, my ex at the time, and my mom was like, if you're gonna do it, you need to do it now. Yeah. Like, what else you got to lose? Like, I was just kind of bouncing around, kind of like the same feeling you felt after uh, during Corona. I was like, what the fuck am I? I didn't know what I was gonna do. I was in Brooklyn. I was doing fun stuff, you know. I was I was bouncing around the yeah, city. A good it's, time, I'm sure. it's New York City. Yeah, it was a great time, yeah. but like I didn't have any. You talk about like purpose, and mm-hmm. I didn't have anything going on. So yeah, um, that was just kind of like, all right, let me let me go down this route and let me see let me see it through, and uh, now here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny too because I, so how I found out about CIA. Um, Your dad, I, right? Well, yeah. So my dad went to college there. He graduated from there the year oh, yeah. I was born, 1996. Um, so he had always talked about it. Like I saw his old uniform and stuff, and I always wanted to go there. Well, no, that's not true. I wanted to be an actor at one point. But when I first got my first cooking job, I knew that's what I wanted that to do. That was the path. Yeah. yeah. Um, I knew that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and so I went and visited the CIA campus uh, when I was a junior in high school, um, and I told them I was going to come after my senior year. And at that point, they had a thing where you have to at least work in the industry for six months before mm. you went to culinary school. Really? Yeah, just because a lot of people, Which I mean, they don't they have that. They should still do that. Yeah, they don't the do that anymore. If, if that was the fact, if that was <laughs> is the case, I don't think I would have went to culinary school. Because yeah. it's fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Working in the kitchen is hard. Yeah, I don't, I've had kitchen work. jobs. I'm not fucking about it. It's busy in there. <laughs> I love it. No, no, bro. Yeah, no, I, I learned early I can't yeah. work in the kitchen. Yeah, I like to cook, but not in the fucking Yeah, busy, yeah that's a whole. Yeah, liking to cook and enjoying being in your own kitchen with the music whole different ball game whole yeah. different game yeah because i was the same way i'm like I, I can cook you get out you get out in the kitchen dude the last thing you want to do is clean up at 11 o'clock at night it just got reamed all yeah. day it's just so hard dude floors get slippery <laughs> yeah dude yeah. it's hot it gets Burn, busy yeah. Fuck, dude. cut my first job People was a young. dishwasher in, yeah. a, in a fucking nursing home dude, i think everybody should do it i was gonna say i think everybody skills, should so. do it at one point because yeah. then they see like like either motivated by that like i don't want to be a dishwasher let me go to <laughs> <Yeah>. school yeah <laughs> or you just learn a lot about yourself through yeah. the process yeah well, basically so what happened is i told the school that i was going to come and then i was like i'm going to take six months to work in the industry i got a job uh at a little restaurant on top of crystal mountain <coughs> and then six seven years flew by yeah. in the industry i never went back to school mm. um and then when i was at my last restaurant i sobered up i really felt like i was getting on top of my gang game i had lost all this weight um and i was offered to open up their next restaurant in spokane actually right um, which just opened up a month ago they're doing really well i'm happy for them um but uh I was kind of at this point where they offered me to open this restaurant as like their sous chef. So my like time spent going back would have been rewarded. I could be a sous chef again and I could do it right. Yeah. You know, but I knew that if I went and opened up that restaurant, then a chef is all I would ever be. Um, Mm -hmm. And I sort of thought if there's anything else to this industry that I might want to pursue, then I need to go to school. Yeah. So I like kind of thought about that for like three months, sort of had both offers on the table. And eventually I just, Decided to go back to school. I called the woman 
I was like, hey, you know, I'm filling out this application, whatever. And she goes, okay, you have six applications on file. You know that, right? All unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious or not? Yeah. yeah. What are we doing here? Are you going to make the decision? Cause I'm really ready this time, I swear. Yeah, I've been applying and not finishing the application every year for like six years. Oh That's funny. Well, yeah. it just shows like, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. Mm-hmm. You and what a serendipity to, you know, I mean, we talk about how this relationship was forged and all the things that, that had, to had to happen for this to culminate. Like, yeah. he almost didn't start on the same start date. Yeah, so I we did. started in January, which is kind of yeah. like an odd day, odd time to start in school. It's right. Like, normally it's like... Um, what would it be if, like if you're going by like a semester September yeah. or something September, I think yeah. January was like a slow start date for them and yeah. I almost didn't yeah. go I was going to push it till April and he almost didn't go either yeah. which would have meant we would have never met because of Corona yeah you know, that's April right I didn't even April think about that happened. it so would have happened April would have never had ha- uh, oh I haven't think yeah. about so, that so so many things all the things that had, had to like happen work out for this to line up like and that's why like regardless of whatever happens with our business, like we're having a good time, like we're making it work. And like so many things had to happen that we need to at least see it to fruition for one full year. Yeah. Give it 100% for a full year. See what happens. You got to like, just take the fucking chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fun, dude. We're having a good time. And there's no other, like for me, like at this time in my life, like we both don't have any, no kids, no marriage, Mm -hmm. no, you know, crazy things hanging over our heads. It's yeah. th- we have complete open road. Just go all in. Literally, just, the just open road. Yeah. yeah, bro. Ride bikes, get tattoos. <laughs> I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what do, we do. Cook a good food. <laughs> I, dude, tattoos are addicting, bro. <laughs> do you have some? Or yeah, dude. I got several, dude. I oh, think, I didn't even see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get my hand done next. But nice, it's it. either that or I'm going to get my whole leg wrapped. They're both happening probably. But I think you have your leg, don't um, you? I got one on my thigh. Right. Um, my side is done. My forearm's done. Like, my chest all the way to a half sleeve. Yeah. I got a little on my back. This form one? No, I've had this for probably I don't know four or five years now. Okay. Yeah, I've had it for a while. I just got um, some small kanji on the inside of my arm for jujitsu pretty recently, okay. but I usually make um, time at least once a year to get a sitting. I kind of yeah. like slowed down the past couple of years. Who uh, who did that one right there? Most of my work is done by the name of uh, by the, a guy by the name of uh, Tim Thompson. He tattoos out of St. Louis Tattoo Company okay. in Chesterfield. Okay. I've known him. I met him. I was working at Sullivan Superstore, and he was actually just tattooing out of his house. But he mm. had, like, such a nice setup. It was nicer than a lot of fucking shops. shops. Yeah, just a nice little studio he had going. And um, he, he did my side. He did this forearm, and he did this piece. So he's done most of my work. Yeah. yeah. Um, he does really good. I'm kind of at the point now to where, like, I don't want to just stick with one artist. I kind of want to collect art oh, from different. Random. Yeah, I want to collect yeah. art from different artists. I know, I've, I yeah. know a few good people in the city. It's a little so. riskier, but it's fun. Yeah, well, I I'm mean, not. I'm not just gonna <laughs> randomly find an artist. Like, I know who I like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were. On he the, just walks into a shop. He's yeah. like, "Oh, that guy." I'm not about yeah. that life. Yeah, <laughs> I got mine. We, we passed by. It says, "Hey, hey baby." baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we I passed by it. a store, and uh, Ryan was like, "You should go get that Hey Baby tattoo you want." And I was like, "Okay." And he was like, "Wait, really?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just walked in. And yeah, it, that's simple know? enough though. You could do that. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. If they fuck that up, then no hope. No hope. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, that's dope, man. You guys are fucking killing it. Yeah, I'm excited so. to see where you guys, yeah. you know, take this. And you this. too, man. I mean, what, how many episodes? 170? Yeah, I think this is 177. Yeah. yeah. That's badass, yeah. dude. I have another podcast this afternoon at 430 I'm doing. Double header. Yeah, man. Did four this week, bro. four last week. Yeah, yeah. man. That's all, I'm just headed first. That's all I know how to fucking yeah. do, dude. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, same boat, dude. Yeah. So yeah. just keep fucking grinding. Eventually Damn. you get better. You suck at first yeah. and slowly you get better. And <laughs> well, it's like, uh, who's that uh, famous Dave Grohl uh, rock star? I don't know. I think uh, Dave Grohl, Foo Fighters. Okay. Oh, the Foo Fighters guy. Yeah. Um, he he always says, there's this quote, the first step 
to being good at something is sucking at something. Yeah. And he talks about like that, like too many kids, you know, want to be great guitarists, but they don't want to suck. It's like how Nirvana and how Foo Fighters and all those yeah. things started was uh, getting in a garage and, like, being really bad at something. Dude, yeah. <laughs> you just suck, dude. And I try not to, like, hide any of it either because mm, like, yeah. I, I don't edit these conversations. One time, mm-hmm. this is probably within the first, I don't know, like 30 or 40 episodes. I was sitting here yeah. talking to a guy blanked the fuck out for probably like five minutes i yeah. couldn't think of anything to even talk about <laughs> he's like he's like it's all right dude he's like you can just edit this out don't let people tell you they don't edit i'm like no dude, i'm gonna leave it in dude <laughs> even after i left it in i even had people contact me say, man bro like you you probably should have edited that <laughs> i'm just like ah man no, keep it authentic keep <laughs> yeah, it real really man. dude it's like yeah real man maybe i should have in hindsight if i just want to create like yeah. just the best product right. and mm-hmm. if it's somebody's first impression i don't want to yeah, give them yeah, a bad right. impression but on the same note it's but like hey man it's also cool it, seeing the growth yeah it's your dude process i want to yeah. i want people to see the growth it, like yeah. i'm going to keep those out there so if, if somebody wants to like go back mm-hmm. and see that it's like, oh yeah man like he did suck because yeah. i don't i'm not going <laughs> to suck forever that's yeah. the thing too like for somebody who wants to start a podcast if they see your f- episode 13 versus your episode 700 they yeah. can see like oh he did suck at one point i used to do that for for youtube when i was doing the youtube thing during corona i would go to like famous youtubers i would organize their videos by date yeah. and i would look at their old videos i'm like okay i mean it makes it more like real you I'm really like, do grow you can see the transitions and the growth so i'm like Okay, I can do this. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're looking at the videos that have a million views. You're like, fuck, dude. Dude. I can never be this it, fucking good on camera. It, but yeah. everybody starts somewhere. Some people are so fucking good at it. Dude. Yeah. And in the long run, it just it just washes away anyway. It's yep. like. That's true. It doesn't matter. Like, it's. If it's it blips enough, on the radar, it bro. Yeah. It, really. I had so few listeners at that point. Yeah, it's like, like who cares? Who gives <laughs> yeah. a shit? Yeah. No, yeah, so, for real, There's man. so much content out there anyway, and mm-hmm. people have so much at them that, like, in the grand scheme of things, nobody's taking it with a fine-tooth comb and a microscope looking over your shit anyway yeah. yeah you're your own worst critic always oh 100 yeah i mean i did that i came out here i was like i'm gonna film youtube videos and then i filmed one video i haven't filmed <laughs> <laughs> everything sounds good in theory yeah yeah, yeah. it's, like, yeah, I'm gonna it's do hard it. dude putting out content it's yeah. real hard dude it's a it's a fucking grind well, i, I feel silly too sometimes yeah i was uh we were talking last night about it how i kind of follow like the gary v method of just like documenting and just showing your life versus mm-hmm. like creating the content if you just like yeah. showcase what you're doing and, and that becomes the content of itself, and you show your process, like yeah. your your scars, your blemishes, the fuck ups during it. Yeah, that makes you more relatable and real because it's the truth. Versus yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna make content. Yeah, that's yeah. overwhelming and exhausting. Yeah, you have a very good communication style in the way in which you write. Like it's yeah. like it's, you commu- you definitely communicate in such a way that it's um it's like it's raw and honest and people connect with it very mm-hmm. easily. There's a st- he says it too. There's a like style. a there's a style to it. Yeah. It's not it's just like colloquial. It's like not you know uppity. Yeah, you're, you're definitely yeah. talking. It's like it, it's yeah. like you're talking. That's literally how I think about my um because yeah. I think. That's also like it's always weird to me when somebody writes something and I read their stuff and I know them as a person and it doesn't match up. Yeah. yeah. Like think about the way we text and communicate. It's talking. Yeah. It's not yeah. like this weird like framed right. thing. So when I write captions or when I just write anything, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about like how would I speak to this person so that they can because when they're listen when they're hearing it in their head, it's 
my voice talking through it. Yeah. And it makes it like actually me talking. Yeah. You know it's my style. There's yeah. a style to it. And why right. would you ever want to sell yourself as anybody but yourself? Like, right. You're the only yeah. thing that nobody else can market. Yeah. I think the challenge so. for a lot of people is just finding your own voice. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. Right. And I, I was telling him it took me, it's taken me years to do that. And right. I still hone it. But I, it's funny you mentioned that because I always do treat it like just a conversation. I read in a book that uh, Mick Jagger would write his songs like a phone conversation. Mm. And then he would just cross out random lines mm-hmm. in the conversation, and that would be the song. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you just got to find your own voice, whether it's in, like in the kitchen or yeah. fucking writing. Your own style, or, your own, your own what, podcasting whatever style. Whatever it is, dude, you just find your but own But that way. only comes with time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still haven't found my style yeah. in the kitchen. It's, it's still... like in the beginning, you're trying to like emulate people, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like that's that's the influence. Yeah, and you're like, and then oh, you're like, fine dining. Yeah. Oh, you know, wood fire. Okay, let's mix it, you know. Yep. It's all an evolution. I read in a book, too, that um, some authors in the beginning, it's like where it's like your training wheels. You, you find these authors that inspire you, and you, literally one author would write out the words to the books that he liked so that way he could like develop the training wheels and start to think like them and eventually the wheels come off and you develop your own style right so you need those structures and those boundaries and he would literally sit there and like write or type the words of another person so that you kind of are in that frame yeah and eventually you develop your own style from yeah it's all a process yeah Yeah. well gents let's wrap this up um it's been fun man Time's yeah. fucking flying. We're at like an, an hour 15. Exactly. Really? <laughs> nice. yeah, That's man. great. Yeah, cool. dude. Um, is there anything you guys want to plug, promo? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out at fulltankemptystomach.com and then also on Instagram. Um, your Instagram is? Uh, Webster underscore read. Yeah. yeah if and you then mine is Ryan Paul Hansen. Dope. You guys, yeah. have a, you guys have a website, right, for the yeah, Full Tank Empty thing. Stomach? Full tank yep. stomach yeah. I put it in the show notes so yeah. it'll okay. be easy to cool. find. Yeah, everything's Full Tank Empty Stomach. Yeah. Reed and Ryan are squared. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, gents. Thanks again, cool. my man. Thanks, yeah, man. Absolutely. All right, thank everybody. Till next time. Hey, guys. Thank you again for listening. Big shout out to Jumbo Superfoods. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out, guys. Uh, go to jombocbd.com. They make some of the best CBD on the market, all premium ingredients. I absolutely love their Muscle Bomb, by far one of my favorite products. And all of you guys can save 20% when you use the code OUTSIDE at checkout. So go to jombocbd.com, use the code OUTSIDE at checkout, and save 20%. That's everything for today. I love you guys. Just keep being rad human beings, and I will see you next time. Bye.